I'm Alexandra Kreis and you're listening to Outer Travel in a Journey. Journeying now for 30 years into the life and practice of yoga, I have met many who have taken interesting turns when past extraordinary bumps and reached unexpected places. People with whom I shared conversations about everyday struggles, intimate realizations, larger questions, ideas and dreams. So today, I'm passing on the mic to one of them so we could hear and celebrate the wisdom in people's differences and experiences. Hello, very warm welcome to Outer Travel in a Journey with Alexandra. And today on my show, I have Jan from Leven. Hello, Jan. How are you? I'm great. Lovely to see you, Alex. Uh, it's good having you. I'm so excited about this uh, already. There is always such an inkling in me. You know, I kind of see powerful women and sometimes powerful men, and I really want to bring bring them in. And sometimes I don't know why I'm bringing them in. And then in the conversation, all this magic happens. And um, yeah, and I think the magic in your story lies a little bit in that you are so multifaceted on a business level, but also, you know, having different opportunities to express yourself. So I don't really know how to introduce you. As you said, you know, it used to be a director of, and now you're so much more, you know, a mentor for startups. You are still um, running an agency for to print for signage, and you have a big Irish client because you're based in Ireland. You do work with Guinness. And uh, yeah, you're an investor. That's what you kind of call yourself. I think that's the, the, the most clear thing. But what do you invest yourself in? That would be my first question really to you. Well, if you literally in the sort of, if you look at it as a job title, then I'm an angel investor. So I would invest in mainly early stage startups, ones that I have a connection with and I can feel that I can contribute to so that I can either mm. function as a, an advisor or a mentor or that it's that I can open up my uh, network because probably that's one of my would be one of my super strengths would be that I'm very connected and I enjoy uh, moving in in mm. in the in those connections and I see can see links and connections between people that not everybody would make the jump yeah. and, and I find it easy to introduce so I find it I find that process or I've learned how to do that in a in a way that is Uh, I guess, respectful of both people. So I would do it, what, what you call a double opt-in. I check with both people. Are they happy for the introduction to happen? And then that's so facilitated then that when the connection is made, it's easy yeah. for both yeah. parties. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, traditionally, you know, we all come from a background, I think like our age group, you know, the millennial age group. And before we come from... Um, a career idea of you study, you either study something or you, you get an education in something and then you build it from there. And you, for some of us, we find that we might have not chosen what really suits us and then we change. Um, but how do you end up being so multifaceted and so trusting in, in that you can do all that? <laughs> Okay, so how, how that happens is what, I mean, there's the actual journey, like I didn't realize I was an entrepreneur, definitely that's, that's what I would, uh, what I am. Mm -hmm. 
so I'm yeah. a starter and that's yeah. you know and I find finishing is not always my it's not my strength <laughs> starting stuff is, is what I'm good at yeah. and I get excited about it let's put it that yeah. way so I would have job hopped a lot so my first jobs was business consultant I was you know I was working in IT as a project manager I did two mm. different very different studies I did a master's in English language and literature which I loved uh, but not from a work point of view um, and then I did a master's in multimedia technology which I also loved so I did a lot of different things and I worked with Microsoft for a year but never probably more than a year I was always uncomfortable I really didn't enjoy um, not being able to shape myself the direction so yeah. like if I, so even though I worked very well in a team and I worked well with my bosses or superiors in a relational mm. level I didn't like not being able to decide myself what I wanted to do. So that I think that was that kind of entrepreneurial piece that didn't get space to breathe. Um, but then the confidence piece is definitely, I've always, uh, and I've been very aware of that, attribute that to my parents, especially my mom, I think, uh, who basically my whole life, I was always told you can do whatever you want, whatever you put your hands to, whatever yeah. you touch will be amazing or gold or whatever way the language you use would be different. But I never had, so I didn't necessarily get a lot of clarity. And that would be one of the things that I struggled with. So it wasn't like, you know, uh, not so much help in deciding what, but yeah. very much help in feeling that I could do whatever I needed to do. And that confidence, I think, of just just jumping. And then, you know, if, if it's the wrong, if it's the wrong the rock you jumped off, then you just find another rock and jump off that, you know, like it's not. Uh, yeah. It, it is yeah and um you know so so many things come right to the surface for me when i listen to you it's like of course our parents have been influential next to society that treated women as you know you have to hold your place as in you know being a being a good wife being a good mother being you know all that and then if somebody really got the opportunity like you to be supported all the way through in liberal thinking of just self-exploration. That's what it sounds to me very much like, you know, the, it's a good um, jump start, but it's not, it's not the only thing that, that you manage, you know, it, it, it was a base to you. That's what it sounds mm. to me, you know, to yeah. look freely into all of that. But despite all that there is also the trap of then can you can fly from one thing to another and never feel like you really landed so what helped you really land in being more clear and maybe also more powerful and uh, grounded in what you do um i don't know if i actually have landed <laughs> <laughs> my assumptions yeah me, no well i don't know i think assuming I'm quite uh, conscious of the fact that some of the traditional check boxes that people, uh, you know, work towards achieving maybe a status or a job title or some, you know, being able to buy a certain house or having a certain figure on the bank account, all of those kind of things. They've never really interested me, but I've all, I also, I guess I've, I've, I reached that a while yeah. ago. So that pressure is not there. And I, was never really it's something I've, i don't know just always i'm never really interested in that more 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 it actually if i find that really difficult but we and i find that's one of the most difficult things now that we live in the society where uh, there's this god of more say that we always it's never enough yeah uh, and 
and I would I would say that probably it's it's the searching for that. Like I don't I haven't found it, but it's it's the awareness that that's not doesn't give me any. It just doesn't interest me. But I'm also speaking. For, I'm very conscious that I'm speaking from a point of privilege because I'm not worried about how to get my next uh, meal on the table or if I can pay my rent or mortgage at the end of the month. So there is, you know, it's it's interesting to see, yeah, to mm-hmm. see that. And to me, what you kind of named earlier is that trust in when you jump, you're going to land, you know, and a lot of us have difficulties in jumping, jumping of the things that we might have kind of worked so hard for and being connected to a very long time where we have a certain, a certain attachment, even an egotistical attachment. If I'm not that, who am I going to be, you know, and, um, and the other thing, of course, is then when I listen to you, you know, it's like because there is so little attachment to to being able to jump or fly from one flower to the other, you know, that that is also something that has established itself in how you you see your work. You said earlier when we did a little bit of a warm up conversation that you that you're not looking for things, you know, you're not going to say at the end of the interview, whoever wants to work with you because your mentor should find you here and there because things find you. And that I only interviewed one person that was like that, Richard Fuhrmann, who did an interview about, you know, why we have to tell our stories. And I think that's why you have to tell your story a little bit. You know, what is, what does that feel like? How did that come into your life or where are the struggles in, and the, um, the highlights of mm. being so free of the God of more and the fearless to jump, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think that the identity piece is, it's really, it's difficult because of, of it, you know, like, and, and finding that because it was very easy to, and I've, I actually definitely had, a, I don't have that anymore, but I had for about two years after my decision to step away from my sort of my role as, as company director of a company with, you know, 32 staff and a nice client list and all of that. Uh, and I was the director there and that ident- it's so easy to walk into a room, especially I guess in a more male oriented environment still in business that you're a, a woman, it's easier to st- put that strong foot forward when you feel that you have this sort of, I mean, maybe a bit of gravitas or status. And then when you're that no more, I used to find the question of, so what are you, what do you do? I hated the question because I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm kind of at the phase as well. I'm not 20, not knowing I'm 40 something, Mm -hmm. not knowing at the time, or 45, not knowing. Um, But now I actually, the question doesn't really bother me because I'm quite comfortable, but it took a long time to be comfortable with just not knowing that. And I, I feel like I'm in that sort of in between phase of maybe shifting a little bit as well from this very kind of um, professional or corporate or, you know, work um, persona part of mm. into, you know, where it, it's, it's more like, I, I think I need to be curious for a time and not commit to too many things so that I can allow that to unfold a little bit. I think that's probably the, from the, one of the books that I read in the last few years, that um, term really stuck with me, this idea of, allowing things to unfold but if you're too full there is no space for anything to unfold Uh, so I think it's an exercise 
with you know with successes and failures of creating space which I know is a nice but it, it is definitely something that's part of my life is to create yeah. the space for things to unfold mm-hmm. and the fuller and busier and more committed you are uh even if you would if you even if you would have the inspiration or the idea mm. it'll be shut down very quickly because you'll be like but i have no time for that or how am i going to do that so those questions come in too early in the in the exploring phase whereas if you have so i'm i'm able to do that now what i've learned is also in a really practical way to ring fence time better and that's quite recent so even though i have a big 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 work project on because I'm not full, I've able to. I've just been able to decide. Okay, that time is now available for that project for the next two months. Yeah. Uh, but if it, if when that's finished, I can say that time is available for me to go and study something, or to read, or to do something completely different. Mm. I don't know. Whatever comes in. Mm. Mm. So just to um, rewind a little bit we missed that step and just so that the listener can orient themselves in you know like your whatever cv or what so you come actually from you you came from a perspective of director because you build a company together with your husband which kind of stepped away from and what was the key moment that made you step away from it um, I, I think a general sense of so we, we it was a lot of fun. We built this business together. We probably started in 2005, same time that we had our first child. So we were very much in a building phase. Um, that that would be my preferred time in anything is the yeah. start. Um, so we built that and, and were successful. And I think it came into being too routine, too much of a grind for me that I didn't, I wasn't inspired enough on a daily basis. Mm. Um, and so I, but because I didn't know, I didn't, I couldn't really put it into words and I really also didn't know what I could do about it. I felt very trapped. And I think it's that feeling of being trapped that really um, causes a lot of distress for me. Yeah. Uh, very, I become very agitated, very, um, Uh, I can become very low from it and very and and I think back in the past I might have slipped into that sort of space of uh, feeling done to instead of feeling an actor in my own life but it's that you're very passive or a, vic- a victim it sounds so negative but it but really that it's mm. you're not in control that's other people are controlling you yeah so I through somebody I, I had a conversation with I think it was actually somebody who was helping me with uh, one of my because I did everything in the business from IT to the legals to account management to the graphic design to invoicing finance everything right and insurance anything that was sort of contractual all the back office um, and somebody helped me with the HR she said oh you should really talk to this guy Shane Craddock Uh, who's a business mentor and uh, I did and I remember picking up <laughs> picking up the phone and I was so in this modus of like I'm fine and he was like so what do you need to talk to me about and I was like I don't know like I was told to phone you <laughs> <laughs> and I followed <laughs> exactly I followed but I mean as in yeah. almost sort of like what's your problem and my default would be I don't have any problems and then he's like well why are you phoning me but anyway so I met him it was funny and then we have a he's a good friend now mm. um long long relationship but I remember starting to do work with him and it really liberated me professionally I mean like I, I think my uh, turnover my confidence went up turnover went up by 183 in a year stuff like wow. that I, I managed great results that side but I remember being just very much exploring like why am I feeling so not in my place 
Um, mm. And, you know, why am I dissatisfied with these lists of things that I was just like not happy with? And so we just wrote it out. And I remember that was, that was, it was a small moment, but it was very transformational to actually write it out, really rank it in what's important. And then realize, I remember walking out after an hour, hour and a half, knowing that I could just by making, spending an hour and a few emails, few phone calls, few conversations, 80% of what was in my way, I could just yeah. clear. And it was so empowering that I was in my own way to realize that it was actually me who was in my own way, but also me, therefore, that it was able to fix it. Instead of it being other people who are making my life difficult, it was actually me making my life difficult. Yeah, I love it. Um, I love it uh, because I often find that I, I haven't been in the business world as an employee for, for long. You know, I, only, I never managed really because it was other people were making my life difficult. Now I'm just making my own life <laughs> difficult most of the time, as you said. And then I find that also so engaging for myself to see like, where am I holding myself back? Where can I not dream bigger? You know, why, why do I have to think in these you know, venues of, or veins of, you know, you have to be this, you have to do that. And so I love the conversation that we're having, even for myself, because I noticed if there is a time, the time is now, particularly with the pandemic, where everybody is shifting and needs to find their own step and their own foot footage again, you know, like, what do I want to imprint in this world? And now that all all the values that seemed so solid um have gone out of the window that's you know at least how i feel about it and um yeah how to encourage people to to trust more to jump what would you say to them you know how what what makes you trust to let go and do the next step um I think, well, there's a couple of things I, I think, and I, I know we talked about that just before we started as well. I mean, I'm very conscious that what I'm speaking, the place I'm speaking from is a place of real privilege. We are in a, mm. it, we're not in a, in, a, in a society or a country that suddenly we would literally be on the streets or have no way to sustain ourselves. You know, there are mm. so many parts of the world that are like that. So I'm speaking not from a, I don't feel I can speak universally because I don't think that no. that is everybody's position, no. but no. Um, so taking that as a, as a sort of a given, I think, um, you know, I think, I think a lot of it, it's like, what is you, what are you telling yourself? And what is, um, what is that, that constant voice companion that comes with you that, you know, is, is so loud and noisy? What is it telling you? You can't do it or you can do it. Or, you know, yeah. if you just leave, you know, leave that or meet, make that being something separate, um, and, and and just and just try I think actually experimenting but that but I, I'm not sure if that works for everybody you know maybe it's a character thing but it's very much just experimenting and saying you don't have to say make this huge shift of like okay so I was this I was whatever an accountant in mm. KPMG and that's my identity because mm. stepping away from identity is difficult right but it's mm. not that you have to decide in advance oh I'm not no longer that now I'm going to be a marine scientist and I'm going to spend my time on the beach surfing and that, that's my picture of you know like my fantasy of what real life is because usually it's actually not the fantasy it's like what is that image in your head because I, I mean I know I had a lot of these ideas of like 
you know, what kind of person did I want to be? But it's much more around the feeling that you imagine you would have in that new role. Yeah. Right. So it's more about, so what can you do to create space for that feeling to, or that, that part of you to, to sort of have space Um, instead of thinking that it's something to be or a title to have or a place to live or a, a, whatever, you know, that they're Mm. very, um, I think that those things get added afterwards. You know, it's like if you're making a new recipe, you don't give the name to the recipe before you make it. It becomes whatever was funny about the, or it did tasty about the story becomes the name of the recipe afterwards. Yeah. And I think it's the same for yourself. Yeah. And I so agree because I think that's the lack that we have. We have ideas or we have ideas of building blocks. You know, this is like, I'm going to go to school, then I'm going to learn something. Then, you know, I build my house, my family. And I know that for most listeners, maybe that's not so true anymore. And I know we're talking to a certain uh, kind of listener here when we I'm a, I mean I'm not streaming it into third world countries you know where people get inspired and hopeful but we can also be tra- trapped in the privilege in the first place and what makes us in my eyes trapped as much as you described it is that we've lost connection to ourselves and the first sensation is the body you know and this what they call in ayurveda the anamaya kosha you know like that that is real you know am i squishy or how how do i feel today you know how does my skin feel how does my my hair feel not how does my hair look you know like as we talked about um the bad hair days and stuff before but it's it's about that you know just noticing your body and finding a way to get back and a lot of people have been going back to to searching for their bodies through getting walking, you know, seeing, and then going back to the method. Oh, I've walked 10,000 steps, but how did that feel to your body? Was that mm. right? You know, how exhausted were you? And do you want to feel, uh, was it a good or a bad exhaustion? You know, was that something that is supposedly right for you? And this is like where uh, you, you keep calling it out there, you know, creating space, but this is exactly what I'm trying to, to help people with. And you, you probably in your own matter way, you know, because you're mentor to startups, you know, what, what do you want from that? And then from that sense of connection to yourself, you, you can give birth, you know, as they say, in, in so many ways, a startup is giving birth and how can you birth something or hold something in you if you don't feel it? Yeah, thank you for making that really so clear. Yeah, I'm, I'm creating some pause and that's just, a lot of it is like, I mean, I know you, with, with what you do as well, a lot of it is, it's not deciding to do something, it's practicing it. Like I had a really, it was just two days ago because I'm working on this big project, which has, I've been probably preparing for for three years and now it's it's active, right? And I knew in, I knew in advance cerebrally there's going to be issues in the first weeks as we get started uh, and it's going to be stressful. And, you know, so that actually helped knowing that it was coming. It doesn't make it any less stressful because <laughs> the reality is always, oh, the real problems are always different than the imagined problems. So I had solutions for all of the problems I imagined could happen and none of those happened because I've solved them, right? Yes. But it's all the stuff that I didn't anticipate. But I had a, I do these kind of, which has really helped me actually from, a, from for the connection piece over the last six, seven months, I do this uh, virtual co-working. So, mm-hmm. and, and it's, you know, you build a community that way. It's quite interesting. So I was on a call and we do these kind of Pomodoro sessions of 25 minutes of work and a five minute break. And we were on a five minute break chatting. And I saw an email come in 
from the customer and and it was like it was not a good email right and I saw it but I didn't read it but I, I just read the first line and I was so interesting because I was in this conversation and I wanted to stay with the conversation but I actually was able to um very consciously experienced the physical response I was having to the the message I felt the adrenaline rush come up I felt mm. the color come up I felt my brain getting fuzzy and not thinking clearly because of the stress you know and the worry about mm. what what was going to be in the email but I just found it it was just so in the sense of that practice piece of actually pausing before concluding or you know pausing before you act some it's easy to say it's not so easy to do and mm. you know and and creating more space and more time for or the length of the pause because actually the 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 issue that that happened by the way was 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 not an issue that was with us and it was something that was resolved and clarity on it an hour and a half but depending on how you respond to something yourself you yeah. can have a very different outcome. So yeah. having, I was very grateful for having the, the few minutes to pause and to be able to actually also verbalize with other people like, uh, I'm having a panic attack <laughs> right now, but I'm not yeah. reading the email. They were laughing. It was for them also, it was quite, um, I know that the whole, it was a really interesting experience for all of us because they were like, oh, it's so interesting to see someone else experience something that, I, but in a sort of yeah, very explicit way of what everybody has in their own everybody has moments of something happening that you're not expecting and makes you yeah. afraid yeah i know yeah. we've gone off on a tangent but uh. no we haven't i mean what i'm here you know like i'm starting to analyze you of course from my ayurvedic perspective here you know like the, the way you say like i like to start up things you know and then i lose interest after a while this is so vata to me you know this is such a classical uh, vata uh, personality I'm the same you know I can I get with gusto into new things and I'm doing and doing and doing and then I fall off and because there is no permanence to it it seems there is no permanence to it we we don't give it value but what I hear you saying you made value out of the fact that you like starting up things you know mm. and you get that and the other thing that is also vata related is the fact you know that when something hits our system it gets confused and that's exactly a little bit the description of too much vata you know it gets confused it moves but it doesn't know where to move anymore mm. and um in in that space what my favorite teacher dr swoboda robert swoboda always says you know like don't freak out now freak out later so you did exactly the right thing um shows also that you've really learned to deal with the vata in you from a couple perspective you give it a grounding you give it a cohesion and from there things don't get so I don't know you know you, you don't run into dire straits all the time with everything you do and that upsets you I, I hope mm. so like, no, 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 it, it sounds right. like you yeah mm. Mm. yeah so I, I think I think there is an element but I mean because I, I would have always had, like focus on one thing those kind of things or um you know shiny objects absolutely I'm a totally a shiny objects kind of a person but that's just that is who I am so I'm quite happy that so so but what can you build that is um yeah. so I guess what I feel like I'm building at the moment is so I love playing with shiny objects so mm -hmm. I just am working on creating a sandbox 
that has room for lots of shiny objects that I can play with. And I can pick up this one and play with it and enjoy it and put it down and put, then pick up something else. So what is the constant or what do I need to create or build is a place that I can play that it's not just sand everywhere, if you know what I mean, and not just toys everywhere, but that it's there is some kind of um, metaphorical container, yeah, which I play also, and also a place to go to play. That it's yeah, so that there is some kind of definition and boundary to parts of your life instead of everything spilling over. Um, and but but yeah, so I'm but I'm in the building phase there. I feel yeah. Yeah. And it's so, and, and I mean, I needed to learn that because I like, you know, also I'm also shiny object and, foam, you know, FOMO and all that. And it's nothing that we can really totally erase from our life. It's irreversible at this point, you know, with all the other, like the gadgets, the glowing rectangles, you know, we get drawn into that more. And so it's more a skill that we need, need to learn or I learned to attain by saying, okay, how do I feel in my body? You know, like I feel really I'm not landing now. I'm getting really that sensation of overwhelm. So that means I've picked up, my sandbox has fallen apart. Mm. To me, that's always when I notice that my, my framework has fallen apart. And then I go back to what you did with your first mentor. You know, I go like out of all the list of things that go through my life and through my mind and through, you know, whatever I want to pick up, what is really important and what needs to be outsourced and what do I need to drop, you know, and that's my way of dealing with the sandbox as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just, I guess it feels like you, you, I'm sure you have too. I've done it so many times now. So the, the, I don't have that fear anymore that it's not fixable. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes like, oh, it's so much work. I don't want to do the work, right? But that's something different than not being able to do it. So there is, it's a different struggle. It's, yeah. I think there's still a struggle, but uh, it's a very different one. So it's not so frightening. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't find that, that things that frightening because uh, I've, I've learned the certain tools, even in business as well, that I've learned. So the you know, key one for me is communicate. So not, mm-hmm. not to run. And even if the answer is, I have no idea, dear client, what is going on, but I am finding out for you that that builds the trust. If you hide or if you you go, and it's in relationships as well, if you hide or, you know, and you really become that shivering little mollusk in the corner, then you, then, then it's frightening for other people as well. So, and then you cause more to come back. Yeah. And that, that I find so, you know, like we were talking about communication and I think we have to, or I would like to add the word like truthful communication or honest communication, because a lot of the things that I, you know, I know that people do in business, they cover up, they kind of say like, you know, like, yeah, I got that. I got that. And then trying to hide their mistakes. And of course there is a degree of where you do that because it might be just something you forgot, but there is a degree when you have to come more into almost honest communication. And the, the less we do around that, the more perfect our world seems to be like a whole you know, film of marketing where everything is just, as you say, you know, shiny and glorious and correct, or like a, 
romantic comedy, a constant, you know, flick from one nice scene to the next. Um, and we never see the character, you know, messing up in, in tiny ways, like, <laughs> unless it's kind of helpful for the growth. But what I hear you saying is like, you, let, let's come back to communicate, you know, where, where it's kind of appropriate. Not just out, but also in, so that that's yeah. communication with self, but also with, you know, in a professional, like, so with, with customers, even there, I think, um, if you look, if there's some basic things that you know are right, that you know, you know that you could, you're good at what you do, you know that uh, you can fix it, you know that you, you, it's important to you that you look after the customer, all of those things you can communicate in lots of ways, also non-verbally. And then it's okay to say, I actually don't know but I will find out or what in some format, something like that, you can, you can, and that creates a lot of um, peace as a, with, with, a, with, a, with a customer or in any kind of relationship, but then you're building a relationship. I think mm. it's, a, it's a little bit around, around that piece of um, not separating yourself so much from the people that you work with, whether they're your colleagues or whether mm. they are customers, that they are relationships that you're building and that you are building they're not existing. They're not like, they're not there since you were little, you know, so you are creating new relationships and you have to find parameters in that. You have to yeah. understand each other. Like I'm learning, for example, this project now about my customer, very positive things. I mean, they're, they're from a very reputable company that have always had very high ethics and you can see that that is filtered down. It's incredible to watch mm. uh, how they, you know, that practicing what you preach that yeah. it's not just marketing words or value mark word values you know that you put yeah. on a wall like yeah. we would do that that's with the yeah. business designers we would actually stick those words on a wall yeah. physically yeah. Um, but that they actually uh, that that uh, the most important part of that is filtered down so it's really uh, yeah. interesting that they yeah values that they are alive you know and so they are also malleable what is the value of communication for me you know like how does that shape and shift between everything yeah. I experience, as you yeah, say. Yeah, that they're you know, embodied, yeah. to, to use it literally, that they're internalized yeah. as well. That's yeah. really, I mean, and that's a, a quite an advanced process, yeah. I think, in, in, in a business, but it's great when you get there, yeah. Right. I think we've come to a good ending here. <laughs> so my very last question is always, is there something you want to say to the listener, you know, advice or maybe something that's important to you right now in your life? Is there something that you want to conclude with? Um, yeah, I think, well, I don't know what, what one thing that's just coming to mind now, I think it's just that um, to allow for other things than just the, uh, just the picture of what uh, you hear or have told yourself or have been told is important, but actually to just enjoy some of the figuring out, you know, and that's okay, you know, um, to, to not know or that, uh, that it doesn't have to be so defined, that it maybe it's more that you're searching a state of being versus a position in life or a result, that it's more how, how are you going to feel or be in the next, you know, what, next while that that's a that's a different or different way of a different goal let's put it that way which is less yeah. less easy to communicate as you can see I'm struggling to actually put it in words so because it's much more for me also a feeling that I'm mm -hmm. I'm searching for um yeah 
So I think that would be the piece that it's that it, but and that it's also okay. So I'm 40. I just turned 48. Mm. I still don't know what I want to do when I'm growing up, you know, and that that's okay too. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah, and I yeah. think like the the most important thing I I hear you saying is don't expect immediate results. You know, don't kind of get hooked into the result like a title or something, but just be with what you want to experience and what your feeling is driving you to experience so that you might uh, trust a little bit more in your own life story and in the story that your life is creating by itself by you just kind of being more in tune with you. That's what I hear you saying. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jan. That was a very exciting conversation and so timely. So timely. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it was a great conversation. Always nice talking to you, though. Mm. And I hope you, dear listener, also enjoyed our little banter uh, and Mm -hmm. beyond and took something from this. So thanks and goodbye for now. Goodbye for now. Lovely to see you. Have a great day, Anna. If you enjoy listening to my podcast, please consider to become a patron at patreon.com slash alexandrakreis and pledge your donation. 